yeah, I love that funky music. So let me get off the dance floor, sit down, come and talk to you for a few minutes. Good day, everyone, and welcome. Malcolm Teasdale here, a travel addict. Glad you could join me for this presentation today. This one is a little bit different. It could be classed as a bit controversial. More about that in a second. just want to say this. I love to travel. Absolutely love it. But, of course, this year I just cannot do it. And probably part of 2021 is going to be the same. So I'm just going to have to suck it up and look forward to some time in the future. I'm even starting to plan things right now. Now, one of the best things I like about traveling overseas to all these countries, all these places, it's a huge learning experience for me. I get to learn about the country's culture, of the people, the habits, the mannerisms, and I get to see wonders of the world. It's a very educational and fulfilling experience. I hope you feel the same way as I do. Many of us do, us travel addicts, which I'm one, of course. That is why we just keep wanting to get out of town, basically. Today's presentation is a little bit different because it is called The Greatest Countries in the World. It's an intriguing title. Just a little bit about me, if you don't know. I was born in England, but I've lived over half my life in the United States. I'm a citizen of both countries. I have passports of both countries. I lived for a while in Canada and also in Singapore. Very familiar with those places also. And I asked a question. Well, a lot of people ask me the question. What is the world's greatest country and why? I think it is this. I think it's because the citizens of a country sincerely believe that theirs is the greatest country on the planet. Growing up in England, I didn't hear that too much, to be honest with you. Periodically, I've actually heard that statement made a few times here living in the United States. We are the greatest country in the history of the planet or the greatest country in the world. Now, most of the times I've heard that statement made, I usually nod my head. But there are a couple of occasions where I have sort of replied with a question. And I asked the person who made that comment, why are we the greatest country in the world? Now, I must admit, on a couple of occasions, it did sort of go quiet. But on other occasions, the person who made that comment said, well, because we are. However, on more than two or three occasions, the answer has been, well, because we have the greatest military in the world. Now, that statement right there begs a reply. By the way, the United States does have the greatest military in the world. However, they have the strongest military in the world, to be precise. More about that later on. But my question would be to the person who made that comment, well, if the United States is the best country in the world because it has the best military, then the country with the second best military is the second greatest country in the world, which happens to be Russia. And if you want a third place, it's China. So does that really make any sense? And I've mentioned that before, and sort of the room goes quiet, and I can understand that. There are, in fact, a number of factors which determine a country's strength of military. And they are the active personnel, sort of makes sense, tanks, aircraft, attack helicopters, aircraft carriers, submarines, or fighting machinery. And based on that, yes, the United States comes top, followed by Russia, China, and Japan, then India, United Kingdom, 
is in ninth position, just one above the country of Turkey. If you look at the personnel side of the military, what I mean by that is the number of people that make up a country's military, which would include the active military themselves, the reserve military, and the paramilitary. If you look at the totals here, then the United States does not come first. In fact, it comes, I believe, in sixth position. However, the strength is the biggest factor in this equation when it comes to the world's military. Right now, we were going to look at some other categories, which I believe are more meaningful to the general public. First up is the happiest country in the world. This is a study performed by the United Nations on a yearly basis. Number of categories involved here. Strong social support, trust of the government, freedom of living and citizen generosity, finally, a healthy lifestyle. I'm not going to go through every country in the world and tell you the order they came in. However, I will tell you the top five. In fifth place are the Netherlands. I can sort of believe that. Happy country. Been there a few times. And the Dutch people are very, very friendly. Fourth place is Iceland. Third is Norway. Second place is Denmark. And at the number one spot, and they've been there for the last three years, is the country of Finland. FYI, here, the United Kingdom is ranked 15th. The United States is ranked 19th. World healthcare rankings. This is sort of important to many people, especially people at my age. And it's nice to look at how the rest of the world works when it comes to healthcare rankings. Now, there's always the argument going on about socialized medicine versus private medicine. I have to put that aside a minute. This is performed by the World Health Organization on a yearly basis. They look at several things here. They look at responsiveness, fairness in financing, the efficiency, the quality, the distribution. What I mean by that, the distribution of healthcare to its population, and then the methodology how they go about managing the healthcare in these countries. All right, the top five are as follows. Malta comes in in fifth. Small country of Andorra comes in third, oh, sorry, fourth. San Marino comes in third. Italy comes second. And France comes in first. Now, I realize there's some two small countries there involved in the top five, but the ranking isn't done a relation to the population of a country because of the other countries involved in the top 10. The sixth position is Singapore, seventh is Spain, Oman is eighth, Austria is ninth, Japan is tenth. The United Kingdom comes in at 18th. The United States is ranked 37th, and they've been in that place for a couple of years. Next up, the World Education System rankings. Now, this is listed on a few sources of uh, information here. I've looked at EDSIS, E-D-S-I-S, and also the World Top 20 Project. But they all come up with the same number one. The United Kingdom, as far as EDSIS is concerned, comes in at seventh. The United States comes in at 20th. The World Top 20 Project looks at the United States coming in at 
position eight and the United Kingdom five. However, the number one ranking for virtually every study I've seen is the country, believe it or not, of Finland. Now, I've been to Finland a couple of times, and I know for a fact they spend a lot of money investing in education. The teachers are paid very well, and they're very highly respected in the country. That may have a lot to do with it. Now, South Korea is also high ranked. This comes at number two in one ranking and number three in another. So just give them a shout out, South Korea as well. That's the World Education System rankings. Smartest countries. This looks a country's IQ as a whole. The top five, and there's a common theme here, they're all Asian countries. China comes in fifth, Japan fourth, South Korea third, Hong Kong. It's not really a country, but it's separated mainly because of the large population. Hong Kong comes in second, and the country with the highest IQ is actually Singapore. Rankings for the UK and the USA. UK comes in at 15th, and the USA comes in at position 31. The safest country in the world. There's a number of factors to look at here, and these are the ones that I'm talking about. The number of internal and external violent conflicts, the level of distrust to particular people high up in government or of the government as a whole, political instability, potential for terrorist acts, the number of homicides, military expenditures as a percentage of the country's GDP. This was a study done by the World Population Review. Here we go. Fifth place is Denmark. Fourth is Austria. Third is Portugal. Second is New Zealand. And the number one position is Iceland. Now, I've been to Iceland many, many years ago, and I found it a peaceful place, but I didn't spend too much time there to make an assessment. But you never hear anything bad about the country of Iceland, do you? As far as the safest country in the world index is concerned, the United Kingdom comes in at position 45. The United States, sort of shockingly, comes in at position 128, based on those parameters I mentioned earlier. Now, here's an important uh, index to look at, the physical quality of life. It looks at basic literacy, infant mortality, and the life expectancy at the age of one. In fifth position are the Netherlands. Fourth is Australia. Third is Finland. Second is Switzerland. And the number one position is Denmark. United States comes in 15th. United Kingdom comes in at position 19. Social progress index. Many indicators here to look at how nations are progressing, basically. In fact, there's 54 indicators in the areas of basic human needs, the foundations of well-being, and the opportunity to progress for the people, and how the performance of the nations is increasing gradually over a period of time. This information is freely available on Wikipedia. Top five. Fifth place is Sweden. Fourth place is New Zealand. Third is Finland. Second is Denmark. And first place is Norway. You actually can see a trend here of source. Yes, a lot of countries from the Nordics, which includes Scandinavia and Iceland, by the way, are higher up in the rankings here. 
Social Progress Index as regards for the United States is number 28. The United Kingdom is position number 20. Life expectancy. Where do people live the longest? Well, it's a tie for fifth place between Spain and Switzerland. Italy comes in at number four. That's good. Maybe all that pasta they eat. Singapore comes in at number three. Japan, number two. And Hong Kong comes in at the number one spot. Not sure why that is, but they're very active people there. Maybe their diet, Chinese food, maybe just good for you. Who knows? USA comes in at 29th. UK comes in at number 38. Yes, UK is sort of ranked a little bit low there. Probably too many people spending too much time down the pub these days. The richest country in the world. This looks at the GDP per capita, the purchasing power parity. This is here because things are, tend to be more expensive in some countries than others. They have to take that into consideration. There's a few other factors as well. And this report was generated by a media called the Global Finance. USA comes in at number 11. UK comes in at position 30. The richest countries are as follows. Ireland, surprisingly, comes in at position five. Singapore, not surprising here, comes in at four. Luxembourg, third. Macau, second. And the country of Qatar comes in at number one. Remember, Qatar are staging the next World Cup finals coming up next year, I believe. Singapore, I can understand it's a high ranking there. Very upscale, high quality of living, crime-free, uh, corruption-free, basically. And everyone I know that lives there, enjoys living there. However, it is rather expensive. All right. So those are the richest nations on the planet. Passports, the best and worst passports to have. Well, there's not much to choose here, to be honest with you. What's determined the best passport is if you have a, a passport of Japan or Singapore, Basically, you get it to 190 destinations in the world without a visa. And it looks at that type of parameters. Uh, the United Kingdom and the United States have come in at position six with several other countries here. The worst passports to hold are war-torn countries. The worst one is Afghanistan. And one step above that is Iraq, Syria, and Somalia, Pakistan, Yemen. I'm not saying Pakistan is war-torn, but, however, it has a low ranking. Libya is one above that. So those are the rankings for the best passports to have. But there's another grading of passports, and it does relate to visas, whether it's a visa required or visa required on arrival or a visa not required. All these factors are coming to play here. Japan comes out on top there, New Zealand second. The USA is ranked 23rd. It's not a big deal unless you're in one of those bad countries like Afghanistan, you're going to have a problem going anywhere these days to a foreign land. Infant mortality rates. Top five, Cyprus, number fifth place, Slovenia, fourth, San Marino, third, Iceland, second, and Finland comes out at number one. Maybe something about those cold countries, who knows? USA is ranked 44th. UK is ranked number 33. Here's another important subject, the Human Development Index. It looks at life expectancy, education, per capita income. These are three key pieces of information here, all very important. Life expectancy, education, and per capita income. Let's have a look at the top five here. Well, it's a tie for fourth. Hong Kong and Germany tie for fourth. 
Ireland come in at third, Switzerland second, Norway at position number one. It's available on Wikipedia. Go and check it out. USA comes in at number 16. United Kingdom comes in at number 15. I like this particular index. It's called the Good Country Index. The ranking is based on a country's contribution to the planet Earth and the human race through the policies of the government and behavior of the government and its citizens and the ability to serve the interest of its own people. This is created by the United Nations. It's a, it's a cool study, actually. You can read about it on, on Wikipedia. Germany in five, Sweden comes in fourth, Ireland comes third, Netherlands comes second, and number one, you got it, it's Finland yet again. Now, the last time I was in Finland, uh, well, I visited Helsinki, of course, but I went more into the countryside, and the countryside is absolutely beautiful. It's so unspoiled, and the people I met there are obviously very friendly, but they live a very sort of, I say, uplifting life. It's, it's inspirational. These people are happy. They virtually have no worries in life. They don't have any worries about crime or poverty or anything like that. So it's basically a good country. You can't just go and live there, by the way. Um, It'd be very difficult to move there because they probably don't want you there in the first place. (laughs) Anyway, you've got to be able to put up with the cold winters. I couldn't do that personally. Anyway, the UK comes in at number 15th and the USA comes in at position number 40. Four, zero. So that is the good country index. Uh, we looked at the highest IQ before, with Singapore's number one, followed by Hong Kong, South Korea, Japan, and China. Making up that top 10, by the way, is Taiwan, Italy, Iceland, Mongolia, and Switzerland. If you look at the top 10, all but one, two, three are from Asia. Puts it in perspective, doesn't it? The most innovative country in the world is Germany. Yes, Germany. They're followed closely by South Korea, Singapore, Switzerland, Sweden, Israel, Finland, Denmark, USA, and France. And this was a study done by Bloomberg. Again, that study can be seen on Wikipedia website. Here's another important one. The least corrupt countries in the world. There's one called the worst countries in the world. And I think the bottom of that list is actually the country of Somalia, by the way, uh, the last time I checked anyway. But on a more positive note, we'll look at the least corrupt countries in the world. There are certain factors involved here. It's a country that's dishonest with other countries in the world. So the government is dishonest with other nations or is dishonest with its own citizens. It engages in fraudulent activities. And these are people in general or the government. Or the government are guilty of taking bribes from another country. That stuff does happen. This is a study performed by the Transparency International Organization. Well, there's three countries tied for fifth place. Finland, Singapore and Sweden. New Zealand comes in second. And Denmark comes in at number one. Remember, Denmark was top of the physical quality of life index. UK comes in at position number 11. And the United States comes in at position 22. Polluted countries. This is an important one as well. 
They've listed the worst country, and this is available on the study group Numbeo. The worst country, in their opinion, is Myanmar. Been to Myanmar, yes, the air wasn't clean. Is it the worst place I've been to? No. My experience was, or at least the worst city I've been to, is Kathmandu in Nepal. Nepal couldn't be named the worst country because much of it is in the Himalayan mountains where the air is fresh. It's just that Kathmandu is in a valley, so the pollution collects there quite a lot, just like Mexico City, of course. Well, the top five for the least polluted countries, it's not a recent study. It's done back in the later part of 2018, by the way. There's probably another uh, more recent ranking due out at any time. But fifth place is Norway. Fourth is Sweden. Third is Estonia. Second is Iceland. And number one spot, no surprising here, is Finland. The third place, Estonia, is in the Baltics. It's a little-known country, actually, but they have very high up in the world's education rankings and the education system. There was also the country who invented the software product, Skype. Anyway, USA ranks 23rd and the UK number 28. Freedom ranking. What country in the world has the most freedom? Well, we all want freedom, don't we? But it's split into two areas here, personal freedom and economic freedom. Both are important. I won't go into the details exactly what that means. The personal freedom, I think that's fairly obvious. Economic one is a bit more complicated than that. But this is a study done by the World Population Review. Fifth place is Canada. Fourth is Australia. Third is Hong Kong. Second is Switzerland. And first is New Zealand. USA comes in at 17th. UK comes in at position number eight. So the big question here is, based on these freedoms for personal life or economic freedom, where would you like to live? I think I know the answer to that, actually. In my live presentations, I've asked this question, and people put their hand up. But before I went over to them and said, tell me what it is, I said to the audience, I said, well, I bet you what you're going to say is, I'm just happy where I am. I have no interest in moving anywhere else. And that's exactly what these people were going to say. So that's the answer to those questions. So where would you like to live? Oh, I'm pretty happy where I am. There are a few people that actually would like to move somewhere else, especially in war-torn countries and countries that are poor, relatively speaking. Most stable, most stable and sustainable countries. Factors, social activities, economic practices, and the political situation. Very important. So what makes these countries stable and can they sustain the stableness, so to speak? Fifth place is Iceland. Fourth is Denmark. Third is Switzerland. Second is Norway. Top of the list, again, is Finland. UK is ranked 21st. USA is ranked number 20. We get towards the end of the presentation here. Uh, see if there's anyone. No, I, there's a couple of the categories. I'm not going to go into that. Sports, well, it doesn't really matter what's important in the world. It's global, isn't it? The most important sporting event is in the world is obviously the World Cup. It happens every four years. The Olympic Games is important as well. Soccer, because it's the biggest sporting event in the world, Soccer, a.k.a. football or association football, is the number one sport in the world. Second, surprisingly enough, is cricket. 
It's played in many countries, Asia, Australasia, the UK, and Caribbean. Also, South Africa is played in many areas of the world. And this, this is actually studied by the number of estimated fans and people who are participate in the sport, by the way. So cricket is at number two. It's also one of the oldest sports in the world. Bank number three is basketball. Fourth is hockey. Fifth is tennis. Sixth is volleyball. Seventh is table tennis. Eighth is baseball. Interesting note here. Baseball is popular in North America, as it is in some countries in the Caribbean, specifically Cuba and Dominican Republic and the U.S. Virgin Islands. But there's variations of baseball elsewhere in the world. It's also a variation of the game rounders. Baseball was derived from rounders when the British came over to America all those years ago. But there's variations of that sport. Ninth position, they've combined American football and rugby because they're similar, and then golf rounds off the top 10. Are sports important? We enjoy watching it, but is it a factor of what makes a country happy? Maybe to a degree, but as far as the world as a whole, what is the most important factor? Well, difficult to say. Obviously, we all want to be happy in our lives, so the happiness index is important. The human development index is important. Safest country matters, and also the physical quality of life index are also important. Anyway, just thought you'd like to hear a bit about the gradings or the rankings of countries in the world, where they're at as far as activities are concerned and doing the right thing. Now, it's important to note here that as a country, I live in America, like I say, I used to live in the UK. But as I said before, some countries do things better than we do. We should spend time learning about how other countries do things better than we do. We should all talk more or communicate more. That's my opinion. It's sort of divided somewhat countries, but hopefully that will change one day. My parents were veterans of World War II. My grandfather was a veteran of World War I. They had it a lot worse than we have, even today, and we have the COVID. We'll tolerate it. We'll get through it. And all I want to do is get out and travel more so I can learn more about how the rest of the world works. Anyway, everybody, thanks again for joining me here. Glad you could be along for the ride. And hopefully you've got some information that you can use or talk to other people about and tell them some trivia. That would be a good one, all right, see you later. Oh, by the way, check out my website, malcolmjtsdale.com. A lot more stuff on there, even more podcasts, book, books, travel stuff. Take a look there, and I'm also on Amazon as well. Anyway, thanks for joining me. Talk to you soon. Bye for now. Time to get back on the old dance floor.